Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. My job is driving me crazy. Ah, sorry. Do you hate your job or does your job hate you? Sorry. Ah, sorry. I can't find the answer to the question I heard. My career crisis. Welcome to My Career Crisis. This is a prequel for Series 2. Hi, Sue. Hello. Hello. Oh, how exciting. I've done know. one of these before. It's good, isn't it? A prequel. Well, we thought there's there's a lot to get into about what to expect from Series 2. We've also had a lot of people asking us, when is the new series coming out? Because we have been quiet for a few months. Um, well, the new series is coming very, very soon. If you're listening to this today, whatever day that is, probably very soon. In the, Within a week of you listening to this, there will be new episodes. We promise. We have a whole series nearly ready to go. Um, and uh, we can't wait to share it with you. Um, so we, looking back at Series 1, um, we had a lot of issues around people wanting to kind of make big changes in their in mm. their life didn't we and in their in their working life um and we're quite keen to hear stories from people in in series two that are a little bit more kind of nitty-gritty about the workplace so you're in a job that you might enjoy but there's just an aspect of it that's doing your head in and you're trying to cope with a manager that's not very nice or you're managing people and you're struggling yeah it's i mean i think um when you call a podcast My Career Crisis, obviously, people who are in crisis about their career are going to contact you and want to talk to you about it. And that's been lovely. We've had some such brilliant contributors and thank you so much to all of them. But I think also what we'd like to explore is just navigating your life at work. So that might be, I know to listens to me when I'm in a meeting, or it might be, um, how do I be ambitious and not pushy, which, you know, I've never worried about being pushy, but I think a lot of people get very frustrated about that. Um, and also, there's been some stuff in the news which people might want to talk about. I mean, the whole Weinstein thing about um, uh, sexual harassment at work. And there does seem to be a whole load of be things being thrown in that bag lately. Um, and of course, we've had in Britain, we've had the whole thing about Parliament and new rules for Parliament. And I think that's a, a very interesting topic. I think it is. And, you know, we, we're, we're always happy to take your, your emails if you don't want to come into the studio and, and be here for a whole session. Just send us an email if something's on your mind. If it is a bit sensitive, we're really happy to help you deal with, with a situation like that, whether you're in the workplace, something has happened that's been inappropriate that's made you feel really awful and you don't know who to go to because actually your line manager or the person you're meant to go to is not the person you feel comfortable going to. 
what are, I mean, do you have any tips for dealing with this? I mean, it's obviously very general now, but, but dealing with that kind of behaviour in the workplace? Well, I mean, what's been interesting is the number of women who have come out and said, this has happened to me. I mean, has it happened to you, Ruth? Yes, it has. And you know what? It's funny because I was thinking, oh, it's happened to me, but on a very small scale. It's almost like if it's not, you know, 100% full on, you feel like, well, I'm not even going to mention it because what, what does it matter? So what do you mean small scale? Uh, so, well, that's that's exactly it. It's not small scale, is it? Because it still happens to me. I I was I was freelancing. I was a freelancer and I was slapped on the arse by the person who was my boss and who was essentially responsible for giving me work, which was my daily bread at the time, because I was only freelancing in this one place. So if I and it was also done not in the public space of the office, it was done in a corridor. So we were on our own in a corridor and he walked past me and just slapped my arse Um and it just completely threw me. I mean, I remember going completely hot and prickly in the face and I went straight into the toilet and I just stood there. My heart was pounding and I was like, that was awful. I should have coped. I should have said something, but I could. I didn't. And then he was gone. And I that, mm. that was just awful. What, what? Ah, You know, you feel so disempowered. You feel so angry. I mean, I certainly felt furious that this man had abused his power in that way, knowing full well that I would do nothing about it because I would live in fear of him saying, well, you're not working here anymore. Sorry for you. And again, that kind of, like I said, I've, I've never mentioned it before, really. I mean, some people who know me know I've, I've mentioned it in passing, but usually as a laugh, really, because I just think it's so it's so not a big deal. But uh, these past few weeks, I think actually it is a big deal. You know, I was young at the time. I was in my mid-20s. I was not equipped to deal with the situation. You know, God forbid he tried it now. I mean, he'd have a completely <laughs> other experience on his hands. But... It was one of those moments that, compared to some of the stories we've heard, like I said, is small fry. But it's still a still a inappropriate abuse of power that I wish I'd dealt with, you know, in a better way. Probably not seen like that by him. And I'm not trying to excuse that behaviour at all. I think it was appalling. But I think there are a number of really interesting issues here. Firstly, you even said it yourself, it was a small thing because we are taught to minimise things like that. We're told that, you know, you, you have no sense of humour if you don't like it. And I go back to, I mean, what I taught my kids, and it's obviously especially my daughter, but your body is yours, right? You do with it what you want, not what someone else wants. And um, if, for example, you don't like being slapped on the arse, I think some people do, personally I don't, but if somebody slaps you on the arse and you don't like it, well then... What would you say about that? And I think having those conversations before ever you got into that situation might have helped because, like you said yourself, I did not know what to say. Mm -hmm. I, I, you don't want to say anything that you don't want to be inappropriate. I mean, he obviously had no such concerns. I, I, I mean, like you, um, I'm, I'm older than you and uh, I was uh, working in the unreconstructed 80s where everything was, you know, if you're a woman, really. Uh, I mean, if you complained about anything, people would just ridicule what you said. And the way that I cope with things like that is with humour, you know. And I'm not, I'm absolutely not telling everybody they should have, that's how they should deal with it. It's how I dealt with it. Um, so, for example, if somebody did something like that to me, I go, um, what was that for? You know, because that one of the things is calling somebody out on it, Um if you say nothing, it's like you're colluding with it. And obviously you're not because you're hurt and upset and you spend time in the loose, you know, worrying about it. But it's first of all calling them out and it's finding a way of doing that. Now, if somebody says something to you of a sexually suggestive nature that you don't like, 
I mean, one tip I would have is actually trying to make sure you've heard it properly. So um, if, I mean, I, this is quite a good assertiveness technique generally, but, but saying to people, I'm sorry, did you say, and then repeating back exactly the words that they've used, gives them the opportunity to go, I'm only having a laugh. And you go, oh, go, oh good. Right. But what you're actually saying is, I'm not putting up with this. But you're doing it in a way that doesn't then heap opprobrium on you because that's almost as bad. You know, I've noticed some of the courage among sort of um, feminists over this latest sort of piece of news. Often what male columnists will say is when an older feminist calls something out like this. Yeah, well, you know, it's not likely to happen to you, love, anyway, is it? Now, often it's only when you get to a certain age when that you you have a sort of handle on stuff and you think... That's completely out of order. No, you shouldn't do it. And you'll call people out on it. But then you'll get the remark, yeah, but look, you know, look like, like somebody like Mary Beard, for example, how much stick she takes. A really intelligent, wonderful person who, because she has grey hair, everybody thinks that they can call her awful names. Some of the stick that she takes. Um, Susan Kalman on Strictly Come Dancing, who is such a joy to watch. I, she just makes me smile every time I see her. Has taken dog's abuse on, on uh, Twitter because she's not thin and she's gay. You know, why would any of that make any difference to the way that she's dancing? So all of that makes women not want to say things, which I totally understand. Now, at my great age, I don't give a toss. So I will call people out on it. But as you say, it's unlikely to happen to me now. Well, it's that that's the thing. I was completely unprepared. And I think because of where I was working as well, I just thought this kind of thing doesn't happen here. And as we're finding out, that kind of thing happens everywhere. Yeah. And again, it's these, in inverted commas, small scale things that I think are the everyday things that everyday sexism calls out all the time and that you need to be prepared for. And I just wish I'd been a bit more prepared for it. But also, because we're going back a few years that this idea that you should sort of be grateful for the attention, yeah. <laughs> like, well, obviously you have a slappable ass. I mean, isn't that wonderful that you have this, you know, and I do have a pretty awesome ass, I must say, but <laughs> I like it on my, on my, you know, on my terms, thanks very much. That doesn't mean it's yours to slap, you know, dirty old man. And also someone who's got his own daughter and stuff. I wish I'd said, you know, now I'm full of things I could have said to him. You know what I mean? Like, oh, how would you feel if someone had just done that to your daughter's You know, just these little things that you just want to make them, call them up. Because I you say I doubt he thought twice about it but I wish I'd said something that had made him go oh actually yeah I can't do that but that, that, there was a whole series of right on men on Twitter who said you know I wouldn't want this happening to my daughter I wouldn't want it happening to anybody Anyone, yeah I, just because you've got a daughter doesn't give you first bragging rights on on Twitter oh I'm a new man yeah it, it, you don't it, I have a daughter so now I understand how to treat women or something like what are you talking about but also if you have a man who is being propositioned by somebody and he doesn't want that, I think it's perfectly reasonable for him to say, um, thank you, but no thank you, you mm. know. But 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 I do think there's that extra frisson with women, which is about, you've really nailed it when you say, um, I should be grateful for this. Mm. And just a plea to older women as well. I want to punch them. I know, I'm sorry, unnecessarily violent, but I want to punch women who go, oh, ch you know, fat chance of me being whistled. I'd, I'd love the chance to be whistled at by a builder. No, you wouldn't. Well, if you do, I think you need help. You know, <laughs> why would we walking down the street, minding your own business, someone goes, hello, love, get them out or give you a whistle, make you feel good. I'm sorry, I'm 60, I'm 63 now, I had a birthday last week. I'm 63 now and that does not fill me with joy. <laughs> yeah. 
completely. That completely. does not validate me as a person when somebody whistles and catcalls at me in the street. It's pathetic. So if you're not someone who's prepared with that thing to say, that moment where in the moment you can say, don't say that to me, or what did you just say, or blah, 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 blah. You've let the moment go. They've walked away. What do you do? Because really coping with it in the moment sort of the thing to do isn't it that's the best thing to do and it's the most difficult thing to do but, but it's contextual as well so for example um it may be that you're so upset that you can't say anything so then you have to think about well what do i want to say because if i say nothing it's almost like permission it's like saying this doesn't matter to me so but i'm i'm you know i if you're brave enough because sadly it takes you need to be brave. What I would do is write something out so that you're confident in it. And it might be um, going to the person and saying, you know, I'm sure you were being playful earlier, but Good word. I yeah. really don't like being slapped on, on the arse. Um, and they'll probably say, oh, I'm so sorry, I, I didn't mean anything by that. But the sheer fact of raising it again and making a point to that person, but that takes you know a lot of um valor really if you work in a bigger company and there is an hr department i'm not saying they'll always be helpful but i would go, i think companies are becoming much more aware now of their potential liability as far as this is concerned so i think going to hr and then just saying look um this has happened and i didn't like it then i think that's perfectly valid but i wouldn't say that i could guarantee that 100% of the time that you're going to be heard there and of course the other thing and i know this is very glib for me to say but you can leave well please do get in touch with the podcast we'd love to hear from you on this topic or anything else if you'd rather just be anonymous and send us an email info at chalkandblade.com and we can chew over uh, your crisis or what you want to talk about um, in the studio just between us or you can come and join us as well we have got a few spots left in the hot seat to come into the studio um, we are launching the series with a lovely young woman called Ellie and the episode is called Overqualified and Underpaid so we get into that beautifully and the rest of the series uh, rolls out much like last time so we can't wait to, for you to join us and uh, make sure you've subscribed this is my career crisis info at chalkandblade.com to get in touch with us and do follow us on twitter for all the updates at my career crisis my career crisis ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.